0: you a soldier.
1: You're neither.
0: You're an errand boy
1: sent by grocery trucks to collect a bill. I'm not through with my examination. Sit down. If I seem to be offensive, you may take it. I'm offended. You're offended. This is Speaking Out America. Join us online at speakingoutamerica.com. You paid the money. You paid four bucks? I'm it. It's my time now. I do a 450 show. And I said, baby, so you may make a little bread off this tonight.
2: Welcome to another riveting edition of Speaking Out America. I am Jim Watkins, your host, here on CRN Talk, also the podcast. And and uh, yeah, everybody's talking about the Trump indictment, the fourth one, the fourth indictment, uh, a lot of it based on this phone call.
3: You know what they did and you're not reporting it. That's a, you know, that's a criminal, that's a criminal offense. And and you know, you can't let that happen. That's that's a big risk to you and to Ryan, your lawyer. That's a big risk. But they are shredding ballots, in my opinion, based on what I've heard. And they are removing machinery, uh, and they're moving it as fast as they can, both of which are criminal fines, and you can't let it happen, and you are letting it happen. You know I mean? I'm notifying you that you're letting it happen. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes which is one more that we have because we won the state.
2: How many people remember the flooding, the pipes in Atlanta at the election central where they had to evacuate for many, many hours because just lo and behold on the very day when they're counting elections, the counting votes, counting ballots, that all of a sudden there would be a pipe break in the main. And, and then it turned out not actually to be the case was interesting, wasn't it, though? They had to clear out the building, get rid of all the, the ballot counters. And they come back in, and suddenly there's a whole bunch of ballots that are in. And that's where the number comes from that Trump refers to. Because he had already been tabulated as the winner. But then the pipe main broke, and they had to clear out the building. And then, voila, there's, you know, so so many questions. So many questions. But yet for the last couple of years, the media has been spinning this as if Trump was ordering them to fabricate votes, which is actually exactly opposite. Why would he why would he condemn the secretary of state uh, and, and say, look, you're knowingly allowing voting irregularities if he was trying to create irregularities? Doesn't make any sense. But nevertheless, fourth indictment came through
4: Today. Based on information developed by that investigation, a Fulton County grand jury returned a true bill of indictment.
2: Now, let me tell you something. I sat on a grand jury for six months. And one thing that you don't see when you're in the, in the grand jury pool, when the state presents its initial case, whatever that case may be, it could be a murder, it could be this case, it could be any kind of criminal violation, they're going to bring you, as a juror, A grand juror, it's a different kind of juror than, say, somebody that shows up uh, and they're just part of one case. A grand jury will see several different cases over a period of six months or a year, depending on the state. And in this case, the grand jury was presented nothing but evidence from the state charging Donald Trump and all of his associates uh, with RICO, I guess, or uh, indictments that had to do with him supposedly throwing the election and so they bring in the grand jury everybody has to sit there and we don't know who the grand jury is we don't know anything about any of them we assume it's a jury of his peers which i highly doubt somebody pointed out that it sure seems like all the judges and all the da's that are charging trump they have one thing in common they're all african-american so what's going on with that right there a racial element to this? I mean, it's worth asking the question. Anyway, here's Fannie Willis.
4: Charging 19 individuals with violations of Georgia law arising from a criminal conspiracy to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election. So basically
2: what she is saying is because of a phone call and that Trump was adamant about finding the votes that he was in effect attempting to overturn the elections. That's that's the charge. It's a weak charge because it could be either way. He could have been asking for people to do their job, being efficient, finding if there's irregularities, making sure that every vote is legitimate, that they didn't just bring in a truck full of ballots overnight that hadn't been verified. And he was asking Mike Pence to do the same thing, by the way. From the very beginning, Trump was always about How could Joe Biden win when he never left his basement? I'm going and I'm seeing throngs of people everywhere I'm going, despite the fact that I'm getting all this negative press. And he was watching the numbers just like all of us. And he had been leading pretty much all night in Arizona and North Carolina and Wisconsin and all these, these states. And then all of a sudden, like from two in the morning until six in the morning, Joe Biden you know, comes running around like the the little turtle, you know? Here I am. I've said from the very beginning that, you know, let the games begin. I mean, if they open this up, then Trump has every right to bring in the evidence to show why he believed that the twenty twenty elections were irregular. Suspicious. So anyway, here we go around again. I, I almost You know, everybody else is talking about it. What am I going to say? What am I going to say? What am I going to predict? Um, Some feedback on social media. Uh, CDC Drano writes, Never forget President Trump was leading Biden by 160,000 plus votes on election night. Then a water pipe burst forcing GOP poll watchers out of the Atlanta court Counting Center while Democrat criminals pulled out suitcases and ballots and ran them through the machines for hours. And there's a link to that story of the flood. Then we have a situation where Scott Greer says maybe there is systemic racism. Others have noted that the judges presiding over Trump's previous three indictments are all of immigrant and or non-white backgrounds. Uh, So the three acts on or about the third day of December 2020, Donald J. Trump caused... To be tweeted from the Twitter account, Real Donald Trump, Georgia, Georgia's hearings now on OANN Amazing. There was an overt act of furtherance of the conspiracy. Oh, that was a, con- okay, so something that he tweeted was a furtherance of a conspiracy. So based on Fannie Willis, she's saying that just the mere suggestion that there were voting irregularities was a conspiracy. I don't think that's going to stand. I'm not a legal mind, but I don't think it's going to stand. I mean, we all know. I mean, Trump is clearly the front runner. Joe Biden clearly isn't campaigning. Uh, Not a care in the world. Not a care in the world. By the way, uh, this was pretty amazing. Listen to this.
3: Joe Biden, the most incompetent president in the history of our country, with a laugh and a smile, said he had no comment on the death and the tragedy. To say no comment is oftentimes fine, but to be smiling when you say it, especially against such a tragedy as this, is absolutely horrible and unacceptable. It is a disgraceful thing that Joe Biden refuses to help or comment on the tragedy in Maui, just as he refused to help or comment on the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. In any event, hopefully everyone will be able to pull together so that a horrible situation does not get even worse. To the families affected, I give you my love and sympathy. Nothing can ever replace your loved ones. But you will always have the memories and will feel their great love surrounding and embracing you. Together we will continue to carry their legacy forward and I love you all very much. Thank you.
2: Now that could have been created by... AI, I cannot verify that that was actually Donald Trump. Could have been, looked like him, but, you know, AI can be tricky. Anyway, but that is the message that is on social media, and it's the message that Joe Biden couldn't allow to pass his lips. He could only say no comment. I, I don't think he heard the question. I think he didn't know what the question was that Peter Doocy asked him, and he just assumed that it was something about Iraq or Ukraine or something. And so in that moment where he wasn't sure if he should open up his mouth and say something stupid, which he's prone to do, he just merely said no comment. And then he went back into the beach house and took a shower, presumably alone. And so there we have it. A president who still, by the way, this can't be right, but someone said that he's offering $700 for every Maui resident who lost a home, free cash, $700. That can't be true. Could it be true uh, and and there's all kinds of interesting there was a prediction now they called out schools on Maui they they shut down the schools, I assume because of the winds, but they didn't shut down the power lines they kept the power lines open for the tourists in their resort hotels while while Maui burned. People now are criticizing Oprah. She has plenty of land, apparently, on Maui, that she could open up some of that land. and Instead, people are having to set up tents. Uh, I mean, the community is truly coming together. I've heard that there could be up to 500 dead children yet to be discovered. I've also heard that the military is in, the federal government have, has locked everything down. You know, based on the ruling in Montana, which we'll get to in just a minute, Based on that ruling in Montana, you know the ruling about the, uh, our children's trust lawsuit against the government of Montana about climate change. Based on that ruling, every person in Maui, and Lahaina, would be able to sue the United States federal government for climate change. And, and guess what? They would win. We could all sue the government now for every time there's any kind of hurricane or tornado or anything else. And we're going to get to that in just a minute. So hang on. And you're listening to Speaking Out America. I'm Jim Watkins. We'll be right back. About that, I will say this. About the Trump indictment, the fourth indictment. Be careful what you ask for, Democrats. Uh, you, uh, if there was corruption, and there's a lot of evidence that suggests that there was in the 2020 elections, and Joe Biden is the result of that corruption, everything that's happening right now, everything that's happening right now is under his watch. World War III possible in Europe. We've got homeless all over the place, strewn in every city. We've got smash and grabs going on. All of that lays at the feet of Joe Biden. Every Democrat, every Rob Reiner in the world, everybody who's out there, all the Rachel Maddows, all the Joe Scarboroughs, all of those people, they brought all this on. Do you realize that? It was through their efforts, Mark Zuckerberg and his influence, suppressing stories, the New York Times, the 51 intelligence agency heads who signed that letter at the behest of Antony Blinken, who's over there kissing ass on G. Uh, not doing a damn thing for this world, putting uh, Victoria Newland in charge of the state of our country, going over there, thart- starting wars over, over, uh, overrunning countries, setting up coups. This is all under the Biden administration. This is what you get, and and we're going to get more of it. Listen to Oliver Stone, a uh, North. He's not a stupid guy. I'm sorry, Oliver Stone. He's not a stupid guy. He's an incredible filmmaker. He has a keen, albeit imaginative view sometimes of history, but he's not stupid. He's a learned man, and you don't win Academy Awards if you're an ignorant man. And listen to what he had to say about his regrets about Joe Biden.
1: We're taking Russia to the edge now. We are really going to the edge. This is crazy what's going on. And nuts. It's suicidal. We are going to hurt ourselves in a big way. This is a p- potential World War Three. This is the same situation as World War One in a sense. The stupidity of it, because of the alliances and the fears and the built-up phobias. We're, if we don't stop this, what Biden is doing, this guy is... I, vote, I voted for him. I made a mistake. I'm thinking that he was an old man now that he would calm down, he'd be more mellow and so forth. I didn't see that at all. I see a man who maybe is not in charge of his own administration, who knows, but he's, he's going to fall down somewhere. But it seems that he's dragging us stupidly into a confrontation with a a power that's not going to give. This is their borders. This is their world. This is NATO going into Ukraine. This is a whole other story. This is not as bad as we did. We did a lot of terrible things from 2001 on. We put we we NATOized a lot of these countries in the far in in Eastern Europe who are anti-Russian because of old hostilities, and you know you get dragged into Balkan wars here. This is really the same thing as World War One. We're we're our allies are rabid anti-russian people the ukrainian government and who are they fighting they're fighting ethnic russians in ukraine
2: yep that's um, that's oliver stone saying it like it is are you paying attention rob reiner are you all those hollywood lefties who just think that joe biden is the best president this is joe biden's america
5: i'm a reporter in new york city and this is what i'm covering this monday morning I took this video at around 4.30 this morning outside the Roosevelt Hotel in Manhattan on 45th Street. This is actually on 46th Street, but I'm just showing on this side to show the line of migrants that are sleeping on the sidewalk. Now, these are asylum seekers. They arrived in New York City a couple of days ago, hoping to get processed at the Roosevelt Hotel. Now, this was an iconic hotel. It's been in movies, but it shut down about three years ago and reopened earlier this year as an intake center for asylum seekers. Now, This weekend, they were at capacity, so these migrants were left to sleep on the sidewalk. You can see the only thing separating them from the concrete is cardboard. Except for these folks here, you can see them sleeping right on the concrete, right on the sidewalk directly. If you've been following news out of New York City, you know that this isn't new. This has been happening for the past couple of months. There have been more than 93,000 asylum seekers that have arrived here in the city.
2: That's what you get. You asked for this. You asked for this. Don't forget. Every person who filled out a ballot box, entry, uh, somebody else's name, every stuffer, uh, every person who knowingly uh, was involved in uh, flipping ballots, writing ballots, not counting ballots, stuffing ballots, whatever they did to the ballots, mailing two, three, four ballots for your grandmother. Whatever you did, you brought this on. The fentanyl that's killing your kid? Uh, Yeah, yeah, no, you remember... Your son that was alive, but he's dead now because he had some fentanyl mixed into his cocaine. You did this. All the, all the soldiers in Ukraine that are dying, was it 6,000 in the last two weeks alone? You did this. You did this because you wanted that man to be the president. Not, not Trump. The other guy. The uh, the Just think of everything that's wrong, the smash and grab, everything that's going wrong, the homeless, the fact that more people killed themselves in this country than ever before. You did this. Rachel Maddow did this. Joe Scarborough did this by going on every single day and perpetuating the lie that, that somehow Trump was a threat to our democracy. Who's the one that let seven, eight million including drug cartel members, human smugglers, 250,000 young children are missing today that came over through Mexico. You did this. No one else did this. You. You need to get that through your head. You created this, and you want four more years. Four more years of Joe Biden so he could finish the job. Is that what you want? Four more years? about eight more years. Why don't we Why don't we just go from Biden and say we'll get over to Newsom eventually and he'll do what he did in California to the rest of the country. And then right about that time when everybody's absolutely sick of it and they need as much government help as if they can get, well, guess what? It's time to vote AOC. She'll be old enough then. She'll probably be Gavin Newsom's vice president. And then when they take him out from some scandal that is assuredly behind the scenes that we just don't know about right now, then it'll be AOC's turn to finally turn us into that communist communist utopia that they've always wanted, where everybody gets the same. Oh, and by the way, all that climate stuff that's going on in Montana, big story yesterday. We're going to get to that in a minute. Michael Letts is also going to join us, one of America's premier law enforcement officers and a true patriot, Special Forces knows a lot about crime in the united states a lot about the justice system and he's going to join us to talk about all this smash smasher grab and who's behind it uh and it's only going to get worse and worse and worse pretty soon you know you will be told that you have to put on some sort of app on your phone that measures how much carbon you're spewing you're going to be losing all of your freedoms in the name of climate justice it's all right around the corner and you did this you did this.
4: Today, based on information developed by that investigation, a Fulton County grand jury returned a true bill of indictment, charging 19 individuals with violations of Georgia law arising from a criminal conspiracy to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election in this state. Please remember... That everyone charged in this bill of indictment is presumed innocent.
2: Yeah, let's remember that. That's, that's a good. That's a good message, isn't it? We'll be right back. You're listening to Speaking Out America. I'm Jim Watkins. by now that one of my favorite guests, a frequent guest here on Speaking Out America with yours truly, Jim Watkins, is Michael Letts. He is the CEO of InvestUSA.org. It is an agency that helps law enforcement uh, get protected through uh, VEST. Real simple. Also, MichaelLetts.com. Uh, I consider him to be an authority on law enforcement in this country. He seems to know a lot of people, and a lot of people call on him for advice, and he is with us today. And I want to talk about... Michael, first of all, thanks for coming on. And also, uh, give us some insight into what we're seeing now with smash and grab. I know that yesterday or over the weekend in Los Angeles, specifically in Topanga Canyon, a uh, very affluent, very ritzy mall. People go there for years. And it got completely taken over by an army of thugs. And we're seeing this in city after city after city. Everybody's saying, who are these people? What is all this about? What is smash and grab?
0: Well, it's a reflection of the fact that we have spent decades in our public education system making sure that our kids were taught that there is no values or morals. You know, when they decided to, this started back with Madam Murly O'Hare, when they decided to take prayer out of schools, what they did was they viewed prayer as part of religion. And so then they began to think, well, values and principles are part of religion. So we're going to take that out of our school system as well. And they begin to teach our children that things are all which means there is no right or wrong. There is no standing. There is no value in human life. And so we have taught our young people that for decades. And now what you're beginning to see is the result of that. where you have young people that say, I'm entitled. I'm entitled to be taken care of. I'm entitled to have whatever I want. And so they band together hundreds of them at a time. They go to malls. They go anywhere they want to. They harass and assault the uh, shoppers, the people that are there. They pull hoods over their heads and they just walk in with bags. They just begin to just clear out the racks, just dump them into bags, and then they don't even kind of try to hide or sneak out the door. They boldly just walk out the door. You say, well, this is at two in the morning, you know, robbery. No, this is at four in the afternoon. when People are shopping. This is what happened in San Francisco. It's happened in New York City. In fact, two weekends ago, as you will recall, there were thousands of young people that congregated for, quote-unquote, a free giveaway on the PlayStations. And instead of being content with uh, PlayStations being given away, they decided, no, I think we're just going to do what we do best. We're just going to harass, vandalize, and destroy. And they began to destroy any vehicle that was parked anywhere in that vicinity. They harassed and assaulted tourists that were walking by. And here's what is so alarming, Jim. When the police arrived, what did they do? Oh, the cops are here. Quick run. No. They charged them. And they jumped on the police cars, kicking off their lights, stomping in their windshields, dinning their cars. They had to call in the SWAT team, bring out the SWAT shields, line up, and shove them back. Now, why they did that instead of just firing tear gas and, you know, quite frankly, firing pellets and making those people think twice before they ever did that again is beyond me but that's the culture that we have now it's never anything because here's what is so sad we're using the new york city illustration what does uh mayor adams have to say oh well it's not their fault they were uh, we didn't give them enough things to do they have bad upbringings. they have uh it's their victim of circumstances And so they're reinforcing, our politicians are reinforcing the aspect that there is no accountability. You do, Jim, whatever you feel like you want to do, and um, hey, there's no consequences. If it hurt somebody else, it wasn't your fault. There's no problem with it. And we've seen that demonstrated and bled over into our judicial system by having a 2 tier justice system. You know, here's the issue on two-tier justice system, those with power influence just don't get indicted at all. They just get off. Those without that, yeah, they get indicted, but our system is so corrupt that they're out that afternoon before the cops can get back in their cruisers. And then they go out and commit more and more crimes, and then you have DAs that say, well, it's not their fault. They're a victim of circumstances. We need to try to rehabilitate them. Putting them in jail is not rehabilitation. Let's... uh give them some crayons and a coloring book and uh, maybe that'll make them better people by the end of the day. And that is where we're at. And let me tell you the difficulty with this situation, Jim, is America is beginning to say, this is not the society I want to live in. Do I want to live in a place where I'm scared to go to the mall at 4 PM on a Saturday afternoon because I'm going to get assaulted by a bunch of thugs. Am I living in a position that I don't want to go to the grocery store because I don't know who I'm going to encounter in the parking lot. I don't want to drive down the street because if you cut me off, not even the fact that it wasn't even my fault, you cut me off or you get upset, you're allowed to pull over, block me, come out and pull me out of the car and beat me. People are fearful nowadays, and it's because what we as a society have allowed to happen, we have allowed our children to go without accountability. And, of course, when I say children, these children are now grown up. They're teens. They're, they're, they're mid-20s. They're, they're in their 30s. And the older generation are just totally aghast about what is going on. And if we don't get a handle on it, Jim, we as a society will become an anarchy. And if we will live in a, in a situation like the old west. You better have a six-shooter strap, Todd, you better be the fastest draw, otherwise you're not going to survive.
2: You know, I was thinking about my, my granddaughter started school this year, uh, and she first in high school. And because of the shooting on the other side of the state uh, that involved all those children, and then also Uvalde, right. now uh, all schools have metal detectors, and all students are required to have their ID with them at all times. And okay. this is under the guise of safety, right? And I said to my yeah. wife, they're grooming these people for a surveillance state. And now you're starting to see more stores, particularly in London. Uh, and in some areas of, of the United States where you need to have a chip or they're giving you an option where the only way you can get into a store or go through one of those kiosks is you have to have something either on a phone or a chip in your arm in order for you to get in and out. And I think we're being groomed for this complete, total surveillance state. And part of me thinks that law enforcement, the Department of Justice, the prosecutors... What they're doing is they're turning a blind eye because they want this to become fever-pitched. It's almost like a conspiracy. How much of what I just said is, do you it, think is true?
0: I think it's, it's very true. Let me kind of frame what you said. I think it is policy-driven by an administration. You remember I have said all along on your show, we are in an epic battle between good and evil. We are climaxing on that battle between good and evil. And your administrations, your key policymakers, are liberal, corrupt, socialist, communist, And what they're doing is they're implementing just the policies that you're talking about. Now, you're what I call a field agent. You're a cop in the street. Look at that. They are uh, frustrated. That's not what they signed up for. So what do they do? Do they say, no, I'm not going to implement that? Well, let me tell you. Some of them that have backbone are doing that. But here's the scary part. The majority of you are saying, you know what? You don't pay me enough for this. I put my life on the line every day. This is not worth it. I'm out of here. And after you're beginning to see our law enforcement, thin blue line is becoming thinner to the point it's a skeleton crew. It's fixing to collapse. Let me go ahead and give that warning to America now. It is fixing to collapse in a major way. And the only thing I would tell my brothers and sisters in blue is, I understand your frustration, but by you quitting uh, helps enable the destruction of America. You need to stand firm and push back and say, no, we will not allow that to happen in this country. And we will fight to make sure that we keep our freedoms and constitution intact.
2: I heard in California or Washington state somewhere, their citizens are asking for the National Guard to come in and, and stay in stores and make it safe. A woman in San Francisco was on social media crying about how she was spit in the face just going to the store. I think she lived in the Tenderloin area. And the man and when she complained to the man, the man said, shut up or I'm going to rape you. This is the world we live in now. This is broad daylight.
0: Daylight. It's
2: unbelievable.
0: You know, and I have been asked by key uh, officials and key positions in the government. Of course, it depends on whether there are uh, part of the problem, i.e. their philosophical viewpoint, is one world order, uh, socialism, and uh, that kind of ideology, or whether they have conservative base. For those that are asking me on the conservative base, I said, we can solve the problem, and I can do it within seven days. And they want to know, what? how can you be so confident? We have a vast majority of Americans that have served, that have taken the oath that are willing to do everything they can to make that oath honored by preserving our freedoms and liberties. And what I tell them is this, every state, most people don't realize this, every state has a reserve force, police force, police reserve, have a militia force. And those are all composed of volunteers. And I suggest that every state immediately call out those reserves, immediately put a, a, emergency bulletin, for lack of a better word, if you're willing to volunteer even a couple hours a week, you come, we'll train you, we'll make sure you're armed, and we'll, we'll deputize you. We'll put you a badge on, and we'll put you out on the street. And you, know, you have tens of thousands of American citizens armed with arrest powers back on the street, you'll wipe this crime out in a matter of weeks.
2: Yeah, and then we'll live in a hunter state.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, here's the good part about that. You're under the reserve program, so once we cut got under control, we just won't call you. I'll just say, Jim, thank you for your willingness to, uh, to give us a couple hours a week. I only need a couple hours a year, so okay. don't call us. We'll call you on the next point, and, that, and that's how it works. You're not just giving them an opportunity to not be under jurisdiction and under authority. Yeah.
2: I hear you. Michael Letts of investusa.org. You can also find out more about him and involvement in other activities at uh, at michaelletts.com.
0: Stay engaged, stay involved. God bless you and God bless America because ultimately we're going to succeed one way or the other.
2: Indeed. Michael Letts, ladies and gentlemen, speaking out America, I'm Jim Watkins and we'll see you next time.